Hey everyone and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL Podcast. I'm Jim, sitting to my right is Denver Dave and we're here to talk about the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. 54. Hey Dave. I'm depressed. <laughs> Chiefs won. Oh, division rival beat everyone did they? It's not fair. Did they win the Super Bowl did they? It sucks. Did the Broncos not make the playoffs did they? Pipe down, <laughs> you're a Steelers fan. <laughs> We Jesus came through Christ. and a rat's whisker of getting into their playoffs. And if we had, we'd have run the table. So, uh, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> you really maybe, wouldn't. Maybe you're right this time, Dave. Yeah, right. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Loads to get through in this show today, yep. Dave. Obviously, we've got to talk about the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. There was a Super Bowl that happened. Yes. But before that, let's do some news. Because can news we, can happens. We, can we make somewhat of a pact? Can what? we not talk about the halftime show? Because I don't really understand everyone's fascination and brilliance <laughs> with it. But can I just say, weren't that good? It well, really wasn't. It was JLo and Shakira gyrating around for 15, 20 minutes, wasn't it? There's websites where you can get that kind of material. <laughs> yeah. It a was, bit more extreme. I was a little bit like, what's going on it was here? Just There's a, pole dancing, all kinds of stuff going let's on. Let's not talk about it. It was a bit, it was a bit rubbish. Well, people liked rubbish. it. I think they did anything wrong. Well, I just don't think it was any good. Mind <laughs> you, it was better than the shite before that. So. Well, it, what you mean? The, no, yeah, you mean Adam Levine last year or Maroon, Justin Timberlake Maroon, the Maroon year before five. that? Yeah, he's the lead singer. Oh, is he? Oh, okay, yes. I don't know. I'm too cool for all of that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly what you are, Dave. <laughs> um, so let's not talk about the halftime show. Uh, and let's talk about the London games happening this year because yes. every every year we're lucky enough to get London games. Yep, four um, again this year. Four of them, mm-hmm. we believe. The two Wembley games. Yes. Are featuring the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, bit Jaguars? Of, it has Jaguars. to be a little bit of an annoyance for you because they've already confirmed that one of the games is not going to be um, the Steelers. Mm, I'm nodding my head, yes. yes but so, on the plus side, it's not the Bears. I mean, that so is they, pl- they've promised those two games aren't yes, happening that is anywhere but Jacksonville. I mean, anyone who doesn't know, because there seems to be a few people who don't know. <laughs> All of next year's opponents have already been released. They've been released for the next three years. So you can find out who your team are playing for the next two or three years. It's not the order. Not the order, um, not the dates or anything like that, but you find out who they are. Mm. And there's so many people who go, really? Yeah, you can find out who you're playing for the next couple of years. And it's not going to change. You don't know whether it's home or away or anything. Um, but yeah, so you can find that out already. They've already confirmed it's not going to be the Steelers or the Bears. So that leaves it being a divisional game, Texans, Colts, Titans, or... I say this with a heavy heart. <laughs> the Browns, yep. the Lions, or the Dolphins. It's a smorgasbord of uh, of talent uh, there. We're getting two of them. Yeah, we're getting two, two. of them. Let's hope Texans let's hope are one of Texans. them. Although we saw the Texans this year. But, we did. I mean, but they were great the best to watch. Bad. So I want the Colts because I've not seen the Colts before. No, I mean, no, I have seen the Colts. Uh, um, depends, because do I want to watch the Philip Rivers leg Colts? All right, forget, <laughs> forget the Colts. Let's watch the Titans. I want to see the Dolphins. Uh, they could be genuinely good. Next depends year. who they draft. That's an interesting point, because they've got 16 they draft get Tua. picks, haven't they? Yeah, if they pick up Tua as their rookie. Yeah, they've got 16 first round draft picks. So that's something like interesting. that. It's close. Um, Not the Browns, please. Do we want to see? Do we want to see the Jags versus the Lions? <laughs> I think I might be selling my ticket for that one. Yeah, that's... you're not kidding. Yeah. I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll give you a quid for it right now. If it's the Lions, <laughs> that's a bet. I'll give you a Sold. quid for it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because obviously the Jags have been coming here for the last seven years, I think it is. Yeah. They're now the longest serving 
NFL um, teams to come over and play. Year, yeah. yeah. Now, it's not easy when you've only got eight home games a season to sell that to the, the home fans. Unless, of course, you can't sell out your stadium. You've got no Which fans. is what the Jags constantly manage to do. Uh, so the Jags have stated that season ticket holders will see a 15% reduction in costs from the 2019 season. Now, I'm no mathematician. No, I know you're not. You are absolutely not. But, thankfully. if you're losing two home games yes. out of eight, yeah. and only get a 15% reduction, maths don't work there. Well, first of all, they lost one game this year already, so you're losing one extra game okay. on the reduction. Well, they got a reduction for that one game they lost but, last year, and I think it works out, they get a reduction of like 10% on their pre-season games, and 5% on the regular season well, first games. first and foremost... There should be a ninety percent reduction on NFL preseason games. That's a yeah, massive, be, bu- that's but... a massive bugbear in mind. But yeah. gloss over that for a second. Well, the new CBA might be giving the them seventeen reason, games. Well, let's let's not go there because that's a minefield. Let's not go there. We're not talking about that today. But the the reason why this is a big bugbear and the reason why I say they're losing two home games is because their deal with the NFL to go to Europe every season yeah. finished last season. It was that was the last one. And that's why they've renegotiated two. And I put money on it that they're going to do two the following year as well. So that deal finished. They weren't guaranteed they'd be going to London this year. It was not a guarantee at all. So when mm-hmm. I say they're losing two, yes, they went last year. They're losing two again. They're, they are losing two. So forget about this. Oh, well, it was only one last year. It, trust me. They're going to do two. it again. So And they are going to do it again. So getting a 15% reduction, even though you, you're only losing one more game, it's a, it's a rip-off. It's an absolute rip-off. It's a stink. Just this. I'm sorry. I feel massively passionate about it because you, when you have so few games, to lose a huge percentage of your games, yeah, you get a reduction, but so what? It's a good job they lose so many. Well, it's not so much of a problem if you're losing a, a game where your team's losing all the time. Now, Jags owner Shad Khan is hoping to avoid a riot in Florida by saying this move is a way to get 700 million in improvements done in the vicinity of the TIAA Banks Field Stadium. It's just a name that runs off your tongue, in it? Yeah, T-I-A-A, Bankfield Stadium. Tia? Banks, t- oh, I don't know. Tia. Tia. <laughs> Bankfield Stadium <laughs> in Jacksonville. Yeah. So they're doing some clean-up work around to uh, make the place nice. 700, 700 million, million worth. I don't think he's putting all the money into that. I think that's a kind of split with him and the council. The problem... The problem that I have... But they're with... doing building work, and obviously, you know, there's not much of an off-season, so it's difficult to get it done in time. <laughs> the so... problem that I have with the Jags is there's certain there's certain franchises that do things properly, and I say this through gritted teeth, but the Steelers are one of them. You do things right, apart from giving your stadium a stupid name. Other than that, you do things the way that they should be done. You, you sensible with the salary cap, you keep the plays you should players who get injured and then their career you give them the salary that you guarantee them there's a certain way to do things mm-hmm. a class way of doing it yeah moving on Antonio on f- Brown when he's uh... the f- less not <laughs> <laughs> on the flip side of that there are franchises what do things the wrong way i.e. the Giants for example yeah. the Browns yeah. there are franchises that do that the Jags are turning into one of those they got rid of or they should have got rid of Coldwell they didn't whatever you gloss over that mm. they got rid of Coughlin who was the sporting director poncho <laughs> Zar Palpatine type yeah. him Shaikon's put in charge his son who has a master's from some university oh, I'm sure he's qualified paid for him to get but has no Nepotism? Like, 
Well, he has no experience in running an NFL franchise. Get out of town. I know, it's shocking, right? <laughs> Shut and I guarantee door. they are now going to be the type of team who just make insane moves and moves that grab headlines. Mm. We kind of saw that a bit last season with the whole Foles 80 million quid signing thing. So, Cha-ching. it does. Uh, he's only just taken charge. I mean, Coughlin only went a month ago. Yeah. And one of the first things they do is agree to essentially do a partial move to London where they're taking two of their home games. It just feels a bit like they're going down that road where they're making wrong choices already. But it um, took about a month to clean up the smell of Werther's originals. Oh, let's, that's ageist. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> Not exactly as brain chicken yourself, Pipe Down. Come on. No Tom Coughlin. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. We've got, we know two of the games are going to be featuring the Jags. Yeah. Usually we're only lucky enough to get one game featuring the Jags. So uh, now we get double the fun. You said that with a straight face. Um, <laughs> I'm when, a professional. I'm, I'm asking you this with no prep, but when do we normally hear roughly? We normally like, hear by now, actually. We, we've normally around heard. around about now? Yeah. Okay. It's usually actually January that we start getting wind of the, the four games, or three or four or two or one. Yeah. So in fact, far enough. Every now and again, there's a list that comes out of teams that may well be coming to London. And it's normally... It's a similar thing to what we see with um, Hard Knocks at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. They don't like sending over a rookie coach. They don't like sending over teams, um, well, good teams. <laughs> <laughs> That's typically been what it is. It's normally teams you haven't been here that recently and things like that. Um, and there was a list that came out in, I think it was November, saying the likely teams for next year are going to be these. And it looked like quite a decent list. I mean, there's the usual suspects on there. Obviously, the Packers aren't and... But the Broncos are on there, so I'm hoping that we get to see Well, the Packers not season. on the list? No, no, because they, ne- they never come over. No, but as the away team, they should be coming over. Um, potentially, but they weren't on there as a home team. No, but they won't, the be, on, no, they won't they, be on a home team. Yeah, yeah, the same way the, the Cowboys and the Steelers and that won't, won't ever come over as a home team. But nope. the chances are they should be coming over as an away team this year. Um, well, they're, they're the only team that hasn't made it. Yeah, there's there's two games which they're not going to be playing in, so that only lives, yep. leaves two yep. other games. Um I would venture that they're not going to be one of those two teams. I hope they are. Um, we've not seen them for. I mean, I don't. They've never been over, have they? Nope. Only so, team that hasn't been over. Yeah, it would make sense for them um, to come over. Personally, I'd like to a massive see, following over here as well. Uh, I'd like to see Bronco Steelers, which is happening next season. It is going to be one of we we play against you next season, so I'd quite okay. like to see that. Um, preferably, you as the home team. Won't happen, mate. Because we don't do well going east. So <laughs> I'm kind of hoping that will be the case. I'm not sure. It's really far east, though. Yeah, I know. I don't know if we've got you home or away, though. So, um, but yeah, no, that will be. It will be interesting to see what uh, what fixtures are going to be in London next year. We'll find out, and when we find out, we're letting you guys know. Yeah. If we're doing a podcast that week, obviously we're going to be winding down before the draft. Yeah, you know this does mean they'll get released tonight just after we <laughs> I know. get started. Usually something happens, Dave, as yeah. I'm releasing the podcast yes. at night. It's Every like, oh. I'll, I'll be sitting there going, oh, I wish we spoke about that. There's another Antonio Brown thing. I wish we <laughs> spoke about the Browns signing Brady. I wish we yeah. spoke about it. On a 70 Why million, didn't we say 75 million guarantee contract. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next bit of news then is the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, so there were very few surprises here. Um, standout names were Troy Polamalu after his 12 season with the Steelers uh, two Super Bowls yeah. eight Pro Bowls defensive player of the year in 2010 it is a bit of a shame it's a bit of a surprise he only got eight Pro Bowls really yeah well um, I mean 
I'm assuming the other years he was injured because every, yeah, every single season yeah. he should have been in the Pro Bowl. He, he did have some quite a few seasons where he didn't play all 16 games. Mm. Let's, let's have it right. Uh, Adrian James, who was a running back for the Colts, Cards and Seahawks. He led the league in rushing in his rookie year and then went over 1,000 in seven of his 11 seasons. Yeah. So that was fairly uncontroversial. Steve Atwater, who you'll know very well, yep. safety for the Broncos. Eight he, Pro Bowls for him. Yeah, he's one of the presenters for uh, on the Broncos radio network. Okay. Um, very, very entertaining. Um, been waiting 20 years to get into the uh, get into the Pro Bowl. He uh, get into the Hall of Fame, <laughs> rather. Eight Pro Bowls, uh, two Super Bowls. Um, he was part of... He was part of the double winning team, 70, 70, 98, 99, um, against the Packers and Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons. The um, Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, which is... <laughs> Thanks, Mo. <laughs> yeah, very very much a Simpsons joke. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's it's about time. But two great safeties. And his, yeah. his major highlight of his career was when um, the Nigerian Nightmare was going to run over him and he just destroyed him mm. um, yeah watch, Lawrence Sequoia yeah watch his uh, the NFL did the top 100 players and I think he was sort of mid 60s or mid 70s or something like that have mm. a watch of that bit because it, it was very entertaining Isaac Bruce who caught the uh, 73 yard touchdown pass in the Super Bowl 34 against the Titans yep he had four Pro Bowls behind him as well again fairly uncontroversial and you need the guards. So Steve Hutchinson, who played for the Seahawks, Vikings, and Titans, he went to seven straight Pro Bowls. Uh, pretty much a gimme that he was going to get in eventually. The coaches were Bill Cowart and Jimmy Johnson. They've got Super Bowl uh, credentials behind them. One for the Steelers, one for the Cowboys. And then we get into the seniors, the players that we really should know, but we haven't heard of about 90% of them. <laughs> so let's, let's go through this storied list, Dave. So Harold Carmichael, wide receiver. Jim Covert, lineman. Bobby Dillon, safety. Cliff Harris, safety. Winston Hill, lineman. Alex Karras, defensive tackle. Donnie Shell, Steelers, safety. Uh, Duke Slater, lineman. Max Speedy. Speedy? Old Speedy's name. in there, is he? Defensive end. But the best name of all, Ed Sprinkle, who was a defensive lineman slash linebacker, so he really was sprinkled all over the place. And then the contributors, Steve Sable, who's a son of Ed Sable, who invented NFL films. You've got the ex-commish, Paul Taliabu. Damn it, I hate that name. <laughs> Taliabu. And George Young, who was a GM for the Giants. So they all go into the Hall of Fame class for 2020. That must have been ever such a long time ago, a GM for the Giants getting in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> that must have been ever such a long time ago. There's something you won't be saying again soon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Old Gettleman, bless him. Yeah, we've also got the uh, MVPs came out the night before the Super Bowl yeah so little surprise there that um, Lamar Jackson got the MVP it was award. reasonably unanimous as well because it's for the regular season not for yeah the crushing playoff defeat that uh, he suffered oh I piped down <laughs> <laughs> at, uh, least, at least he was there yeah he was there well done um, Nick Bosa got defensive player of the year yeah offensive rookie player of the year wasn't it uh, offensive rookie player of the year, defensive rookie. Defensive rookie player of the year, yeah. Defensive rookie, yeah. Offensive rookie of the year was Kyler Murray. Uh, I mean, the obvious choice is Daniel Jones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I will allow you to retort. Well, lucky Punk's not here for a start because Raiders fans are screaming that Josh Jacobs should be the rookie offensive player of the year. Yeah. 
I mean, they're not not really wrong, are they? I don't think. Except in fact. So, defensive player of the year went to Stefan Gilmore. Now, I'm sorry, but no. Uh, he had a great season as as a unit. They had a great season. Um, defensive player of the year. I mean, who else are you looking at? Who else are you nominees? Dexter Lawrence had a good season. Again, not he's not going to be rookie of the year. He's not going to be defensive player of the year. Um, I kind of like Hayden as a shout. Uh, Fitzpatrick as a shout, but that was only yeah. the second half, so I'm not going to give it to him. Sort of from week four. Um, no, 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 no. He wasn't. He joined you in week four and was good from week four. TJ Watt was in the running as well. Seven. But Minka Fitzpatrick wasn't even in the, the short list. I don't think. Yeah, he should have been. Yeah, he should have been, but, but he, he didn't have a full season. So no, TJ Watt was up up there. Mm, that's a good shout. Yeah. Um, the offensive player of the year was Michael Thomas. That's that's fine, I guess. You know, he did break records. Uh, you had the Art Rooney Sportsmanship Award went to Adrian Peterson. I'm sure his son gave him that award. Oh, the, I would just I would just thought that that was the Bengals' offensive line, <laughs> <laughs> letting everyone score. Yeah. Oh, that's a bit of a surprise. Nice uh, salute to service award presented by USAA was the ex Chargers linebacker Donnie Edwards. <laughs> I don't know. Yes, I'm not going to lie. I just said Chargers. <laughs> Another strange one was the comeback player of the year went to yeah, Ryan Tannehill. No, no, right, right, right. Let's 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 not get bogged down with it. Why was he the comeback player of the year? Had a broken heart because he's been bloody Miami. injured for the past decade. <laughs> That's not comeback. Pipe down. He never Give left. Me this shit. Don't no, call it a comeback. RG three came in. <laughs> He's, that's a comeback player of the Teddy year. Bridgewater Teddy Bridgewater won five games in a row, didn't he? hundred yeah. percent. That's comeback player of the year. Getting released by the Jets. That's the lowest of the low. That is. Yeah, it's a bit of a strange narrative that one for, for Ryan. In Tannehill. all seriousness, he, he came in. He turned the fortunes of the Titans around. Got them into the playoffs. Beat the Patriots. Beat the Ravens. You know, no, that, that's a great story. It but is. He's not a comeback. No, but the whole point is, a comeback is where you've been down and you've been out, and I mean it. Okay, bear with me for a second. Do I have to? <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick, is that not a bigger comeback to the point where the Bucks said, we don't want you, out. Yeah. They gave him away. And he's gone in where a team has spent a second round pick on a quarterback. All right, that quarterback's gash, but let's move on from that for a second. He is essentially the second fiddle. And as soon as they could get, um, as soon as they can get any, uh, the new guy in, He's benched immediately. Now, as it turns out, he's come back in, got his chance, and drags them kicking and screaming to be in a team who actually were good to watch, were entertaining, and were a difficult team to beat at the end of it. Yeah, he was the their leading rusher. Yeah, exactly. Beat the Patriots. He was their leading rusher. Mm-hmm. He was the best quarterback they had by miles. They've signed him for a new season next year when they're going to have loads of um, rookies coming out of the draft playing. Is that not comeback player of the season? Do you know what, Dave? You're very rarely right, but I'm going to say you're right on this <laughs> instance. Kenyon Drake as well. Kenyon Drake, play, comeback player of the season. Oh, yeah, last for the cards. Se- yeah, last season at the um, Dolphins. Dolphins wasn't great. It's revolutionised his career to the point where the cards are talking about giving away David Johnson. <laughs> yeah. I mean, insane. Oh, oh, I've got just breaking news. Go on. As we always say, we don't get breaking news. Go on. Uh, the Steelers have given an extension to GM Kevin Colbert. <sighs> I'm happy about that. Is that news? For me, it is. Sorry, is that news? Back to the podcast. Oh, <laughs> so, oh, <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm gonna find the some. Raven, the, hang on, okay. No, hang the on, Ravens... I'm gonna find some Broncos news. No, no, no. You. 
<laughs> the Ravens cleaned up in the coaching category. John Harbaugh got a coach of the year and Greg Roman got assistant coach of the year. Yep, I like both of those. Deacon Jones Award went to your man, defensive end Shaq Barrett. Yeah. No, I think that's legit. Shaq Barrett, comeback player of the year. There you go. So he's a right outside linebacker, which normally is strong side linebacker. Mm. Um, plays that playing in that position is uh, Von Miller. So a lot of the time he was playing out of position, um, playing left, and um, went to the Bucks because we wouldn't pay him. He was on that fifth year. He passed the fifth year option, and basically that's normally where a decent um, linebacker gets his payout. He wasn't going to get it in Denver, so moved on, and is now at the point where everyone's looking at what the Bucks do with him and the Bucks are probably going to end up franchise tagging him if I'm honest mm. I mean that's comeback player of the year to, aren't they, that is comeback player of the year straight away well don't argue against yourself well, I, you just made an impassioned speech for Ryan no, Fitzpatrick yeah but the other point of it is it shows how many how many different options there are in Florida <laughs> let, no, let alone everywhere your else your Barrett love is, uh, is showing no, I, I like Shaq Barrett I've always said he was good enough but we've got Von Miller <laughs> that's, that's the issue and Von Miller's better than Shaq Barrett he just is just checking if there are any other awards that I didn't get through um, there's quite a few so the what's it the man of the year award Os, uh, the oh Walt, yeah Walt Claire Payton Campbell won man the, of the year. Yeah. Walt Payton man of the year award um, I put a bet on this week oh yeah yeah I put a bet Go on, on. Um, Claire's Campbell will play for the Denver Broncos at some point in his career, in his <laughs> career. so he's from Denver massive Broncos fan um, he's got his big contracts coming up I think he's early 30s now 30-ish um, and I believe at some point he will play for the Broncos. I put a quid on it, and if he wins, I win seven pounds. <laughs> Congratulations! I know, right? I know. Clutch performance player of the year went to the Dolphins for that Mountaineer shot, um, shuttle pass into the kicker. Yeah, no, the I like in the, in I the end zone. Yeah, Everyone yeah. likes that move. Yeah. Uh, the courtyard unstoppable performance of the year went to Patrick Mahomes. Versus the Raiders in week two, where he ripped off, what was it, three touchdowns or four touchdowns in, in a quarter? and uh, Second quarter, because I think yeah. that, um, they were down. They were down 10 now, I think. And, yeah. yeah, by the time they went in a hard time, they were 21-10 down. There's something about being down by double digits for the Chiefs, which just oh, they love fires I mean, them up. Yeah. Every playoff game, they were down by at least 13, 10 or 13 points. 10 points, I yeah. I think it was 13, because you've got to think, at the end of, in the Super Bowl, spoiler, um, at the end of the second, they actually at one point were down. I think ten or th- I can't remember what it was. No, or where they conceded thirteen points on a bounce or something like that. They did but concede yeah, they were thirteen down, in the row. Yeah. yeah, they were down double digits in every playoff game. And yeah, I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but still won the Super Bowl. And the daily fantasy player of the year went to running back Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. So those were the uh, the honors that happened just before the Super Bowl, and uh, yeah. So without giving away too many spoilers, Dave. Um, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and uh, it does mean that we now have our draft order, which is what we're going to be pouring over until the end of April, when we actually have the draft, which is the only other really fun bit of our lives until NFL starts up again in September. So I just wanted to go through the the second half of the the list. Yeah, picking sixteen as the Atlanta Falcons. Somehow they had a better record than you by the end of it. They just uh, kind of blitzed there and schedule. Yeah, I mean, they ended the season, I think it was 7-2 and two or something stupid like that. Yeah. Cowboys finished uh, with the 17th pick. That's disgraceful. It really... <laughs> it with is, with yeah. that roster picking 17th, you ought to be bloody ashamed finished of Finished 8-8, eight eight, mate. Eight Mind eight. you, head coaches uh, paid the price. 
So there you he go. did, <laughs> yeah. His penance is to uh, look after Daniel Jones in New York. <laughs> uh, the eighteenth would have been the Steelers, but they gave it to the Dolphins for Minka Fitzpatrick. It's a bargain. I say that that's like legit value. Yeah. What if? Because that's great value. Because um, Fitzpatrick, I'm going to guess at about 24 years old, he's still young. He's young. Even if you add, it's his third year. Uh, sec- uh, yes, third year. Even if you add three years onto his age, it's still pretty good value because you're going to mm. be in the best years of his life. The fact is, he's like 24, 25 years old. It is insane value for a first round pick. Yeah, you draft a first round pick, you aren't guaranteed it's going to be a stud. No, in that position. But it's the fact that. I know I'm going to go slightly off topic, but it's just, it is on topic. You you paid a first round pick for Mick Fitzpatrick. Yeah. The Texans played two first round picks for Laramie Tunsil. Yeah. Well, we're going to get to him in a second. <laughs> wow. Yeah. The 19th pick is the Las Vegas Raiders. That's going to be weird to get used to saying. No, I'm just calling them Raiders. I'm not. The Las Vegas, Vegas Raiders. Um, it would have been the Chicago Bears, but of course, to the Cleo Mack trade. That's still That's going on. Yeah. Guys, it's a shame he was on strike last season, isn't it? <laughs> they all were. <laughs> the 20th pick uh, would have been the LA Rams, but they gave it to the Jacksonville Jaguars for Jalen Ramsey. Ah, yes. Yeah. So there are three trade-ups, well, trade-outs there for, for players. Yeah. Then you've got the Eagles at 21, the Bills at 22, the Patriots at 23. Ooh. Ooh, it's been a while since we've seen that pick. 23. Yeah. You can get a nosebleed that's so high up. Can I make a little prediction? With your hand up, yes, Dave. They'll trade that. They won't pick at 23. They need to find a quarterback. They won't pick at 23. They're not picking up a quarterback (laughs) at 23. They're not. Um, Brady would eat him. I I think they'll trade that. Okay. Uh, Then you've got the Saints at 24. That's a bit of a climb down, isn't it? Mm, that's That's a bit rough. They'll go defensive on that pick. Always do. Yeah, I mean, that's before the Vikings picking at 25. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> yeah, I think there's some. Uh, dr- I think there's uh, probably going to be some uh, uh, salaries talk later on in the pod. Um, mm-hmm. the Vikings need that pick. They, they, they need <laughs> they do. Um, high draft picks because uh, they got some cap issues. Pick 26 would have been the Texans, but as you said, Laramie Tunsil got traded, so it's the Dolphins yet again. Uh, that's their third pick of the first round. Yeah. 27 is the Seahawks. 28 is the Ravens. Mm. 29 is the Titans. 30 is the Green Bay Packers. Jesus Christ. So talk about loading on bad news for the Packers. (laughs) (laughs) 31 is the 49ers and 32 is the Chiefs. Yeah. So that is the lower down order for the the first round of the NFL draft. Can I ask you a couple of quick questions about the draft? Okay. Very quick questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, First and foremost, who's going number one? Think about well, it. Number one, what? Number one overall. Oh, Joe Burrow. You think he's going to be Burrow rather than Tua? Because yeah. there's still a little bit. I know why you're saying we're still waiting for an update. He's he's getting the yeah. doctor's report this week. I think it is. Uh, yeah. So uh, they he went to the the guy in Germany, Wolf, yeah. Wolfgang Wolf or whatever. Doctor Neil. Whatever his yeah. Is. Um, and they did more tests than they've ever done on anyone. Interestingly, mm. it's been paid for by the NFL. Ooh. which I find very interesting um, if he didn't go to Alabama they probably wouldn't have done that um, but they're paying for it that's fine um, hey. it's at the same place where Antonio Brown did his feet hey. I'm not saying anything but you know um, there you go so it'll be interesting to see what that says and I think that has an outbreak how many quarterbacks will go in the first round do you reckon there's going to be at, uh, least, at least two we at know least that. three I'm saying. do you reckon three yeah um, typically is around three goes in the yeah. first round and who is likely to trade 
whether it be up or down, who, where do you, how many movers do you reckon we're going to have? Because I said last year, no one in the top 10 is moving. And I was right. I was absolutely spot on. Um, first team to trade was you guys trading to the Broncos. Yeah, you weren't 10, weren't you? 12. Was it 12? Maybe 12, maybe 9. I can't remember. No, it, it certainly wasn't 9. I think it was 10, 11, 12, something like that. I thought it was 10, but... Uh... I mean, top three... I don't think the, the Bengals or Redskins can afford to move out of the top two spots. No, I mean, because... the only way it's going to be is if the Dolphins come to them and give them everything. Yeah, which I don't think they're going to. No. Um, Raiders have still got two, so they can afford to move around a bit. Lions might. Lions at three might move out, just because mm. they need lots of different things. The Lions I found a bit disappointing in first round first rounders the past couple of years yeah they've kind of messed about with picks haven't they yeah Hawkinson last year was um, a bit troublesome just because he's a tight end and he lost his quarterback so he's a bit under and he got injured a lot as well which didn't didn't help him but uh, yeah I think the Lions could move out just because they've got so many holes yeah Giants probably won't at four because they're idiots Um, (laughs) and the Dolphins will sit there at five and pick up Tua I think, yeah, you're right. There won't be an awful lot of movement unless someone desperately thinks they need to move up to three to get a quarterback. Unless the Lions pick up, pick him up. Stafford's I mean, on a lot of a lot of money. And yeah, I mean, but we'll get into this more in, in future pods, but I think that, yeah, there's always someone desperate enough to move up. Yeah, that's true. There's, there's always, always going to be someone, someone who's going to move up. Although, does, yeah. does Blair Brown have any more picks left? Um, you can only tra- I'm, right, I'm genuinely right in saying you can only trade two years in advance so you can only trade this year so, and yeah. next year you can't trade any further beyond that I don't you? know I mean that's a shame for Bill O'Brien <laughs> no one really does that so no. everyone's stupid enough to well, do if that. anyone's going to break the mould yeah be Bill, Bill O'Brien yeah well he's, he's off, got, off the chain now isn't he he's got absolute no, he's GM. complete and full power yeah I mean, yeah he dissolved the senate in, uh, in, in off, Houston I'd be on the phone to him going who do you want what are you going to give me for him <laughs> I've got, I've got this reserve punter. Give me a second. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the Browns might move up. They're just used to having so many picks. Where are the Browns sitting? Because they've got to be, I, I guess, I was going to say eight or nine. So they're, they're sitting ten. I mean, they're going to get itchy trigger fingers on the night. Exactly. Oh, yeah. we're, oh, we shouldn't be doing Why that. aren't we at number one? <laughs> we're number one. <laughs> <laughs> I think lower down the order, the only teams I see really moving out down the order, Patriots, as I've obviously mentioned, and the Titans. I think the well the Dolphins might move out a spot or two. They might consider that the fact they've got three picks in the first I was, round. I was going to say I take they you can back give up one of them. I take you back to last year. Um, I listened to one of our old pods recently, one of the old draft pods, and one of the things you said is I absolutely don't see the Raiders moving because they've got so many first round picks. And yeah, they had three. I don't see them moving because there's too much for them. There's too many different variations to them to factor in to start thinking about moving. Yeah. Um, so that's probably I was probably it, right yeah, is it not, and you, no you were absolutely bang on yeah. so is it not the same rule then for the Dolphins where there's just too much there's too many different variations for them to consider moving anything around really well probably but again that was that was because it was Mike Mack's first draft and I just thought it was too much to load on to a, a first time GM and you can spend all your mm. time scouting you you know okay I'll go pick this person's probably available here probably available here probably available here I would expect to get stuff done before the yes. draft night I put money on it that he will that the majority of those first three drafts, at least two of those, will be defensive. I put money on it. At least two of them will be defensive. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with you on that one. Yeah, yeah. obviously the first one's going to be a quarterback. Uh, should be. Yeah, it will be. It will be Tua. I think it's depends. If Tua and Burrow are both gone, 
they're not. Well, they're Justin not gonna, Herbert's looking pretty good as yeah, well. I'm not going to be picking him up at five. <laughs> I mean, they're not, oh, they're not, they're not the Giants. <laughs> anyway, enough draft now. I was just enough, find it quite One last thing, actually. Um, Steelers, you moved up for the first time last year in a billion years. Yeah, it was, yeah. Are you going to be doing that again? Because you have a second compensatory pick. Then you don't have anything first round. Um, you have a second. I have a second, I have a third compensatory, yep. two fourths, uh, and then a sixth and a seventh. Number one, are you going to be moving up or do you not have enough package wise to be able to do that unless you throw a player or so in? Yeah, I don't know. I think if you if someone's willing to give up uh, a higher up pick for one of our fourths um, and the second, obviously, then we yeah. could potentially move up. You'd probably have to give up a, f- a future pick, though. Maybe mm. a future second round and third round or something. Um, it's whether we want to or not. Yeah. Like I said, there's only one position I really care about this off season. <laughs> it's quarterback. Yeah, it's quarterback. Yeah. Tom Brady. <laughs> no, I'm talking about a rookie. <laughs> What's going to be interesting is this year for the draft. I'm in Wales, so I'm going to be, and they don't have Sky. Really? Yeah, they don't have Sky where we're going, so I'm going to have to be purchasing an NFL Game Pass to uh, try and get. What's Welsh Wi-Fi like? Is it notoriously good? <laughs> I'm not sure it exists. No. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dave, let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll talk about the Super Bowl, okay? Yep. Welcome back, guys, to part two of the Jim and the King NFL podcast. This is the Super Bowl special. Tom, we talked about some Super Bowl, but to do that, Dave, we need a special guest in the house. And Philly Sy is here. Philly Sy is here. I'm not sure that I'm special. But you've special. been away so long, you've now become special to me. <laughs> Absence makes the heart grow fonder, sir. Yeah, not that well, much. It's been, it's been emotional. Except Dave, who's heartless. Yes. Yeah. And also he sees me almost every day at work. He does, yeah. This is true. We well, I don't get to see you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can't stand the sight of him. But, uh, well, thank you, you very much. bloody house then. <laughs> I was talking about you and him, not me. All right. Anyway, yeah, good to we be haven't back. had you back since what the playoffs started. Yeah, yeah, it's been a busy time. Yeah, mm. but uh, how about them Eagles? Made it into the playoffs. Yes, top of the NFC least. And yeah. um, thank you. Summarily dumped out of it. What, Dave? NFC least. Mm. Yeah, yeah. He thinks he's clever. Come on, I mean, eight and eight, and you got through. Should be a law against that. But, it wasn't uh, eight and eight. It was nine and seven. Did you yeah. get nine and seven? Yeah. Oh yeah, it was easy. I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad eight, you're paying it? attention. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, mate, did it really matter? Uh, well, yeah. yeah. Playoffs, you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. It matters. Trust me. It doesn't matter, Dave. It's, it's like, like well, right, maybe maybe the Steelers shouldn't bother to turn up next year then if it doesn't matter. Exactly. Yeah. So well, they played like it doesn't matter. Yeah. So that's true. Can we have a look? Can we talk about the Eagles just very quickly before the Super Bowl? Then, because as you're here, so how do you feel it all went? I mean, you know. Um. You did win the your yeah yeah yeah. I suppose that's all you can do. It was up and down, too many injuries, and then obviously the injuries were the problem in the playoffs. Mm. I really feel like we would have had a very good chance against the Seahawks. I think um, one of the biggest keys for you is you had loads of injuries towards the end, but you finished with a four streak record in yeah. the regular season. Yeah. Um, so they pulled them out, didn't they? Yeah. If you'd have started that a lot earlier, it would have been. I mean, yeah. Other than win your division. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And then with Wentz going down, it was always going to be a struggle from there. Yeah. Um, not much you can do really or say about that. Like somebody heads but headbutt someone <laughs> intentionally or unintentionally, whichever it's way you want to look. Of murder. <laughs> I mean, on the street it would have been, yeah. yeah. I mean, last time I was going down the street and sort of stamped on someone's head or yeah. headbutted someone's head, you know, it is what it is. Back up in Nottingham, wouldn't you? Yeah. 
<laughs> so you got away with it. Wow. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Still still happy with Carson Wentz? Yeah. Good. Okay. Right. So let's uh, let's move on then to the Super Bowl. <laughs> got that out of the way. <laughs> no. I want to get McCown in. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's the future. <laughs> oh no, let's get Foles back because he did so well. Well, you know. Nah, he did. I loved him in Jack. Yeah, yeah, okay. I think he did brilliantly. Yeah. Yes, he would have been. But let's talk about the Super Bowl then, shall yes, we? That's, that's why we're all here. Yes, so we're here. And what a Super Bowl it was! The Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers The final score, guys, was thirty-one to twenty. It was spoiler. Wasn't even close it in was. the end. It wasn't really it, close in the end, Dave. Close. It was close. <laughs> How do you want to attack this game? What do we want? First of all, initial thoughts from you two. Then, sorry, as the uh, Man back. Um, that's from you. Yeah, it was a really good Super Bowl, which I think everyone can agree on and is p- pleased with. Some mm, people might. Dave. Not, yeah, well, no, I, I was going to come to that. Some people might not agree that the outcome was what they wanted, <laughs> Dave. But True. it was a good Super Bowl. <laughs> no, it was very enjoyable. Yeah, Punk wasn't happy with it either. What, but then, in terms of how, well, in terms of the fact that one of the teams had to win. Oh yeah, no. I mean, he, he also supports and as a Raiders fan, he was in a, a rock and a hard place. Yeah, and also he was disappointed because so many points were scored. Oh yeah, he's not used <laughs> to seeing that many points go up. I think the entertainment of the game was accentuated by the fact that there were. I mean, last year's game, the Patriots uh, Rams Rams was absolutely diabolical. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Trash. A lot of people were just saying, Do you know what? It, it's exciting. There's mm-hmm. something going on anything going mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. quite frankly but no it was a good game yeah more that. than one touchdown was nice yeah. Yeah. to see uh, okay Dave anything else you want to add as initial thoughts to the game um, only that I like the fact it was close throughout mm-hmm. um, and I think what we saw was that this player this Super Bowl capped what has been a really good playoff campaign for everyone there mm-hmm. hasn't really been many games I mean 49ers Packers game in the divisional round mm. was pretty bad I mean that was the worst the game championship seen. game yeah. championship game yeah that was pretty much the worst one we've seen other than that it's been pretty epic this playoff well, it was again, great again mm-hmm. apart from the Eagles game but yeah, that yeah. still had that element of um, excitement in it and it was really close until the end yeah I know we, 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 we stuck, at, stuck at it for a someone lot. said to you genuinely you're going to lose Wentz early and mm-hmm. you're going to have to put him with Josh McCown you're thinking geez, we're going to yeah, get yeah. it done oh, yeah, you weren't time. and it was exciting you had a chance at the end yeah it was brilliant so the whole playoff picture and everything has proven how yeah. good the NFL is. And I think what we're going to see is that it becomes a bigger sport in the UK, especially because of this playoff run, because the the BBC have reported that more people have watched the Super Bowl this time round than have ever watched it before on the BBC, which is great. It's a steady rise thing, isn't it? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. And it does help for some of the neutral fans if someone like J-Lo or Shakira is doing the halftime show as opposed to Adam Levine, mm-hmm. I think. It gets a few more people in. And also, there's a narrative around Mahomes, and people outside, outside the sport start to mention him. So there, there is that that bit in there, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, we mentioned the playoffs <laughs> as well. It was a really good playoff run. Yeah. You know, we we had the game where the Titans beat the, the Patriots to mm-hmm. get through, and then they oh, beat the Ravens. Been, you forgot their name. Mm. Well, they're so <laughs> irrelevant. Now, yeah, they're they? irrelevant. Yeah. They're basically the Browns. I mean, the Titans basically won this for everyone. They yeah. did everyone a favour mm-hmm. by taking out the Patriots and then the, the Ravens. Yeah. And then, of course, they capitulated a little bit to the, the Chiefs by not playing their proper proper game. Yeah. And not playing to their strengths. But then the Vikings did the same thing on the other side of, yeah. uh, other side of the board. Yeah, took out the Saints. Out the Saints yeah. So, yeah, what we saw was 
a lot of the favourites going out early. It's kind of like the World Cup we saw a couple of years ago when but all of the favourites. You say went out early. you say favourites. You mean the more established names mm. that are therefore associated as the favourites, though, as well. Also, literally, the bookies favourites because the yeah, bookies but that would have been, were the but, Saints. Even coming into the playoff, it was the. But Saints. that would have been based on their record, yes. largely. Mm, to a certain degree, I mean, both teams going into the Super Bowl were fifteen and four altogether. Um, going into the Super Bowl, I think. So what were they? Ten and three. Uh, 10 and 6 it was 12 and 3 and it was 13 and 2 yeah so no 13 and 3 and 13 12, and three, and four. 12 and 4 yeah, yeah both had 15 and 4 records going into the Super Bowl because they played more of games. the playoffs yeah, yeah mm. the playoffs yeah. but what we saw basically by the end of the playoffs was the best two teams in the NFL it was the fact that the Saints and the Ravens were the best the favourites going into it and they yeah. left relatively early in accordance with their form so. mm-hmm. and you can't count the Patriots out in the game uh, no no not especially in the playoffs but it's like good establishing itself over evil it was amazing Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's great and we did have two really fun teams in the Super Bowl I think one of the things that really struck me was that first half where they were kind of punching back and forth and it was a bit cagey as well but when it got to half time when it was 10 all I I didn't think that San Fran had a chance in this game to be honest I thought that the only chance San Fran had was getting out early Mm. But with that defense being stronger than the other teams that the Chiefs have faced, to not allow them to come back. See, I thought that they one of the keys they needed to do was stay in it, which is what they'd done. So actually, I and also I think that the, I mean, it could have gone the other way with the, um, PI. yeah, the OPI call right at the end of the first half could have deflated them more than it than it did. Well, they should have gone in thirteen ten. You're yeah, right. and, and then, that's on Shanahan and some weird play calling on that last drive. Mm, yeah, yeah. Well, weird use of the um, their timeouts in particular. Yeah, because um, if you look at it, San Fran had fifty nine seconds left in all three timeouts. All right, they run two run plays for five yards, which takes thirty five seconds off the clock before Kansas City t- took a timeout for some mm-hmm. reason. Uh, and then there's a forty two yard API on Kittle, um, which saw them then take a knee and go into the halftime. And I think Shanahan said that he just didn't want to give up the possession again. Yeah, which I which I get, but I think it's it's very negative. And actually, yeah. it goes before that because before it even got to fifty eight fifty nine seconds, it was a minute thirty eight with three timeouts. They yeah. could have taken one there, mm. and then had a minute and had about City, a minute yeah. twenty left to do it, and it would have been a bit more comfortable with two timeouts. But yeah, because I mean, Casey stalled on that drive before they had to yeah. punt it after seven yeah. plays. Talking about the negativity, we saw um, Andy Reid go for fourth down on what two, mm-hmm. three occasions in the yeah. first half. Yep. Shanahan had ex- exactly the same opportunity to do the same thing and punted or but, went for a field goal. Right? But I get that that's their st- that's their style. And but it-, it was it was a negativity of going. There's points on the board here. Let's mm. go for it early and not doing that. Um, yeah. which surprised me a bit especially because Shanahan is an offensive coach but I think that goes to my point of saying that I think the 49ers wanted to be in the game at half time yeah. that was probably their, their big focus they were in it in, at half time and I think the yeah. third quarter they outscored the, the Chiefs 10-0 yeah. to zero. Yeah. Yep. so going into the fourth quarter not only were they in it they were yeah. leading massively yeah. and if you said to them you can have this lead going what is it 10 point lead or 13 mm-hmm. point lead going into the fourth quarter so they'd have yeah. ripped your hand off yeah. I mean everyone would have so it, it kind of it it surprised me just how it surprised me how much they went into the fourth quarter with a lead. I think it also surprised me that they were able to give it up so quickly. I, th- I think they they'd shot themselves in the foot before they'd got to the fourth quarter. Though the, the, there were two drives. I think it was the last two drives of the third quarter where they I think they ran on first down, picked up four or five yards, yeah. and then went play action off the next two plays. 
and then yep. which they pick, hadn't and then done any the point in the in yeah. the game so far. But well, that was when they were up by three, right? They uh, they did the first down. Most have got five yards, and then Jimmy G fails to complete yeah. two passes. Um, but why the four from five hundred and twenty five yard line? So they punt it. Yeah, but why the move away from the run game, which was serving them so That's well? Maddening. I mean, yeah. this is one of yeah. the few things we've got to talk about in this game is how San Fran. It, to an extent, they took what they were given in terms of the twenty points. You know, they they scored off interceptions, and mm-hmm. you know, but they didn't play to their strengths. They didn't chew clock when they were supposed to chew clock. Yep. They're a team that is designed to run the ball and chew clock more so than the t- the Titans were supposed to do with Derek Henry, because they're not clever enough to run all the kind of outside zone runs that mm-hmm. the 49ers are so used to. But they were running power runs on the inside where Casey actually managed to shut down Derek Henry two weeks prior mm-hmm. and they just didn't and at times they did run outside zone they were getting penetration yep. look at the very first drive okay so Casey go three and out on their first possession when 49ers drive down to a field goal the, there was a 32 yard end around by Debo Samuel in like the second play mm-hmm. by the Niners um, they were mixing up they were doing five passes and five rushes on that first drive but they went for a field goal on fourth and five at the KC 20 mm-hmm. which again I hate that I you hate understand being why they do it. soft yeah and just t- taking three points when you're against that offense. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Well, I understand as well. why they you do it. You can't play scared. But I, I understand why they do it, but go for the fourth down. Yeah. Go for it. Why not? You're that early in the got? game. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's exactly what I'm talking about. The other thing, I mean, part of it that really you have to ask a question on is there were offensive deficiencies in this game from San Francisco. And if we go back to Super Bowl 51, when it was the Patriots versus the Falcons... I mean, there were times when on third down they should have been running the ball when they threw it and didn't make the third down and had to punt it away. Mm. And we saw the massive comeback from the Patriots. Who was the offensive coordinator that day? Well, I believe Shanahan. Mike Carl Shanahan. <laughs> now, I'm not going to say that Shanahan isn't special. We've seen so much. We've seen so many times that he's made the right call and he's called a play which has basically won the game. Are we seeing the new Andy Reid? Can't do it in the big games. <laughs> Why not? I mean, he's done it in two Super Bowls and one neither. I, I, I will not. Uh, as much as I like Kyle Shanahan, he has a lot of stuff to carry on his shoulders for this game. Yes. Just some of the play calling was maddening. Mm-hmm. It felt like they were insulted by the eight pass attempts by Garoppolo in the championship game. But they orchestrated went, that. Yeah, I know. But everyone went on on about it, and I think it. all I can say is what I'm, I think is what yeah. might have happened is that they were sitting in the in the playroom going. Jimmy G is a great quarterback. He's better than what they're saying he is. We need to showcase his talents. We shouldn't be running the ball quite as much as we did against the Packers because Andy Reid will spend two weeks planning to, to block that off, which means there'll be loads of, of space out of the backfield so we can throw it, get over the top of them. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll do play action. But that, that's exact. But that, I mean, that's right. Yeah. But it's about choosing your time when you do that. And you've that's, got to, I don't you've got think... to have a better mix of it. If yeah. you look at what happened there with the two teams. You had more runs by Damien Williams and Raheem Mostert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damien Williams carried it 17 times. Raheem Mostert only carried it 12 times for 58 yards. Debo Samuel had 53 yards on three carries. But in the end, San Francisco only ran it 22 times and KC ran it 29 times. Yeah. That is, if you'd said that before the Super Bowl, you'd have been laughed out as a crazy person. There's no way they should have only ran it 22 times. And they passed it 20 times. Mm. The issue is, I mean, yes, you're saying people are criticising them for only throwing it eight times. Own it. And just go, yeah, we only run it eight times because we only need to. What's your problem? Yeah. You go, go back to when England won passed the Rugby it, yeah. World Cup. 
Mm -hmm. back to when England won the Rugby World Cup. 2003, we're going now, are we? A long time ago, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) But England won the World Cup scoring basically field goals pretty much most of the time. Mm. Penalties, whatever they call and people would say to them, you don't score many tries. They go, and said, yeah, we don't. So what? We still won the World Cup. We won the World Cup without trying. And that mm. was that was the joke. Own it and go, so what? We still won. And yeah. just run the ball, run the ball and do what you've done all season. But he's done it in two big games and that's now going to be the question. Yeah, Whether I, it's the right question or not, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why they went away from that because it was still actually working against it's the Chiefs. weird, yeah. isn't it? It is weird because every time they were running the ball, because mm-hmm. they always say on first down, if you can run the ball on first down, get four yards. Yep. That's the basic that every offensive coordinator wants. Get me four yards. Then on second and six, it gives you a great option to have a genuine run pass option. Opens up the field. You can go for it downfield, meaning you've only got six yards to get on third down, which is perfectly easy. Mm-hmm. They weren't. They were doing that. They had the options, but then they throw it twice afterwards. Yeah, they got the, they got the a lot of the times they were getting the chunk on the first yeah. ru- running play, and then went straight to the passing game rather yeah. than mixing it up to one drive. You you run it again, and then you run it again, and the other drive they'll just you know pass it. One whatever. thing that Mahomes has done a million times, and we've seen it all season. He's done it against the Broncos time and time again. Is they'll have a second and short, so it'll be second and three, second and four, mm-hmm. and then when you've got that. Go long downfield. Yeah, I mean, yeah, almost a free play. Launch it, yeah, because then you've got a third and short, which most of the time a decent running back can take you over the line with. Yeah, and the 49ers have done that a few times this season. Not very often, but they've done it a few times. And when they had second and short, they weren't going long. And to be fair, neither really were the were the Chiefs. They didn't. They there were a fair few occasions when they didn't do that either. Mm. They did at the end, and that's when um, I think it was Sammy Watkins. Uh, Tore up uh, down. I yeah. think it was Sherman on the right. Sherman yep. doesn't mm. like pain. Doesn't like doesn't pain on the left. No, well, he's playing on the left. He doesn't <laughs> like pain against speedy wingers. He doesn't like that. No. But that that was really the first time they really went big. I think that was that on his third down. Um, oh, I can't remember what down it was. It was. But... It was, it <laughs> was Jim. Yeah. <laughs> We're jumping all over the place. Actually, here. No, it was. It was a third and fifteen. Oh yeah, it was a third. And... It was a third and fifteen. Yeah. Um, because it was a third and five and they had a 10 yard penalty mm. I think for holding and then it was third and 15 and everyone knew they were going to go for it on third down they had, so everyone thought they were going to lay it up f- to make it you know fourth and six and mm-hmm. go for it or something like that and they gunned it it's, when they gunned it I was so happy because I'm like yes they're going to have fourth and 15 they're never going to make it and then Sammy Watkins caught it and I thought fudge <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do yeah. but no big kahunas on uh, Mahomes there for doing that yeah, that's well, brave, there were plenty of cojones. That's a on brave show. play call, and if it was the other way around, there's no way Frisco were calling that. No, no way, no. But if we talk about the um, Garoppolo passing anomaly, uh, they, they had the first drive in the second half. There were five more passes, all completed by Jimmy Garoppolo, mm-hmm. uh, and four runs. They get to a fourth and two at the Kansas City 24 yard line, and they settle for a field goal again. Mm-hmm. So if ever you want to tell your team that I don't really trust you to score. Uh, it's by taking two field goals at the start of each half. Weird. Is it that? This is a genuine question. Is it that? Question and saying, I don't trust you to score a touchdown on fourth downs. Or is it saying, let's just take what's on the board now because I trust my defence to stop the Chiefs? Yeah, I think that goes to my point, stay in the game. Is it a bit of both? I think it's the stay in, stay in the game. So keep the scoreboard ticking over. Yeah. But you've got to be aggressive. But I don't, yeah, no, I see that that one. I I take more than the, the probably the 
the fourth and five in the first quarter taking the field goal in because you got a fourth and short. You this should... was a fourth and two. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what this I, that... was a fourth and two in the second half. And yeah, that's take it. That's what I'm saying. That one, I think, absolutely, they should have gone for. Yeah, but the first half one, I can forgive a little bit more. I think because it's early, it's the Super Bowl. Yeah, you want to get points on the board, and also I think their model was around keeping with, keeping up with the Chiefs. So they they probably saw that as a win when you take it drive by drive comparison. Mm. As in the Chiefs went three and out first drive and then they yeah, got points on their first drive. They'd held the Chiefs to 10 points in the first half, but they must have known that they couldn't hold them forever. What what was said last uh, last podcast, Dave, last week, I said you can't expect the Chiefs not to score 30 points because that's what they've done in every playoff game mm, that yeah. Mahomes have ever played. So settling for three isn't going to do it. Doug Pedersen mm-hmm. won the Super Bowl by being aggressive on fourth yeah. down yeah. and by... But, not settling for field goals. But at the same time, if you'd have said to the 49ers, look, you're going to be in a position where you're going to have 20 points going into the fourth, I think they'd have been happy with that. Well, possibly. So, yeah, but it would. They, I think they it had... wasn't enough. They had their plan. It's kind of that... It's, it's, it's kind of that position where you know you need to be you need to be aggressive and you need to be that team that takes it to the opposition you need to be the people who are continually scoring and going for it on big downs but when you're not when when you're ahead and you can see them there and you you're keeping it ticking over and everything's going fine it's difficult mm-hmm. to go it's very difficult to say okay let's stop what we're doing which is being successful and do something else it's incredibly difficult to do that yeah and that's the difference between someone like uh, someone like um Shanahan, who's got his first head coach's job, let's not you know, yep. let's not forget this. Mm-hmm. He's not yeah, seasoned yeah. experience. I mean, it's probably my age. I don't think he's much older. He's late late thirties, early forties. He's not someone like Andy Reid, who's 40. got bags of experience. So it's not a massive shock that he hasn't made the right calls, but it'll make him stronger. A hundred percent, it'll make him stronger. Well, I mean, the defense did shot for for San Fran. Let's not forget that. Obviously, second half after they settled for that field goal to make it thirteen ten. You had Kansas City go on the on the three first downs in a row. Then Bosa gets a sack on second and five. Uh, Mahomes managed to recover the fumble, but it made it to a third and 12. And then there's more QB pressure, and Mahomes throws it to Fred Warner mm-hmm. for the first interception for Kansas City of the game. Obviously, Groppolo had been intercepted on the uh, in the first quarter. Um, that was a weird interception to see. Normally, Mahomes doesn't throw an interception like that, mm. but that front four was getting so much interior yep. pressure on him he managed to roll back inside a little bit if I remember then just he threw it to where Tyreek was going to be mm-hmm. but just didn't see Fred Warner at all just sat there yeah. in the zone uh, ready to I collect it the thing that was interesting is they, they had the three um, linebackers almost sitting in the middle Yeah, Warner was sitting back almost as a strong safety on the strong side mm. while you had uh, was it Greenlaw and yep. um, Warner Corner Alexander no Warner was sitting back in the middle and then you oh, had right, the two inside the linebackers mm changing it up going forward to either pressure on the line along with the defensive tackles or dropping back almost as a free safety mm-hmm. uh, but then you had the, the safety and the free safety there as well almost playing his cornerbacks yeah unbelievable scheming mm-hmm. I mean having that strength up front because it's normally the other way around if you're strong at the back and we saw it with the Rams last season if you're strong at the back and you've got good corners because they have Peters and Tlaib mm-hmm. you can almost do what you want up front which allowed them to have Sue and Donald really attacking through the middle pushing from the sides and doing whatever they wanted this was the opposite way Yeah, 
and it was insane to watch because the amount of times the linebackers were sitting off blocking the passing lanes going you've got to sit in the pocket and wait for something to happen by which time they're getting flattened by the defensive tackles mm. brilliant scheming really was yeah and that's the reason going into half time they only had 10 points yeah and of course it got worse for the Chiefs after that because following that interception they had good field position mm-hmm. and uh what was it San Fran started on their own 45 yard line only six plays later four of which are pass plays again yep. so they're still not really doing the run um, most of it runs in the one yard score because they get right down to the, the line mm-hmm. and that's 20 to 10 and then of course Kansas City you're thinking well okay it's only 10 points but he goes out there's a 12 play drive um, that includes the one where Travis Kelsey has to direct snap it for a third down because he had a second down catch and then he kind of stuttered at the line and move backwards yeah, to move backwards, forwards yep. Tyreek Hill does that a lot as well mm. I know they can't see the line obviously but yeah, like, I mean, that's, if you're going to get tackled just dive forwards you, you know, that, yeah I, I did think guys. that because there was a lot of talk about obviously they can't see your line but it is weird when they go they turn their back to the way they're going yeah. almost and you're like well, no just dive forward the thing if is, you know you're <laughs> close to the chains like why don't you just dive forward there was a couple of times earlier this season when Zach Ertz did it and Ertz oh, was catching the ball. No, no, no. This is this is me praising it. <laughs> Ertz caught the ball and someone hit him, but Ertz has got that roll. Do you know where he's yeah. able to roll out of it? Because mm-hmm. whether he was a re- he looks like someone like Sean Watson type thing. Yeah, yeah, something like that. It does this roll out of it and gains like because each stride he does, he eats, just eats yards. Mm. And it almost looks like I don't think they're copying off Ertz because it wasn't a big, you know, score center highlight or something like that. But I saw Ertz do it. I can't remember who it was against. Mm. Um, and he eats sort of five yards by doing that and all of a sudden you're down the field that little bit further it's almost like they try and do that but every time they just get swallowed by a tackle it's yeah. just a bit I just don't, odd I just don't get it really yeah. if, like I say if you know you're close to the chains just they're trying to be cute aren't forward. they and thinking yeah. they might get something else yeah. but just fall forwards mm-hmm. yeah. you get so many first downs by falling forwards in this game but also I just think as well for, for a tight end and, and not, not to say that like Kelsey's not got the speed to get that separation he's but a big guy yeah exactly you just think I, well you would definitely take it I get and then, why Hill doesn't yeah do it. well, if Hill, well that's what I was getting at yeah. Hill's got more of that chance 100%. to like do that and then get away from the DB but I don't think Kelsey's really going to be doing that no and let's be honest if if, if it's Kelsey against the defensive back I know my money should be on I mean size wise <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you don't get many six foot four defensive mm. backs let's be honest but again he did make the first down eventually after that yep. direct snap they get down to the 27 yard line then DeForest Buckner gets a sack on Mahomes yep. um, Mahomes does a scramble for 13 yards on second down and on third down he throws it kind of behind Tyreek he manages to throw out a hand to try and grab it but only succeeds in bouncing it up into the air and uh, Tavarius Moore collects the second interception of the game mm-hmm. and at that point you're thinking, well, okay, I've seen this before. Yeah. I've seen many a quarterback throw interceptions, multiple interceptions in the Super Bowl, heads drop, yeah. especially against a, a quality defense and a great running team that they've got. So you're thinking, well, you've just got a chew clock now, right? I almost pulled my hip out jumped celebrating to that one. Did you really? Yeah, a little bit. Especially <laughs> after, my, after my accident. And, and on the flip side of that, Jim was probably just crying into his tea. <laughs> no? Into his beer. Just fascinated by the game. Yeah. So, but the problem is, right? San Fran took just three minutes off the clock with their next drive. Three passes and three runs in the series, and they're mm-hmm. out. Um, yeah, they gained seventeen yards on those five plays. Yep. And that was the the end of the the bad times really for Kansas City because after that second interception, you had Tyron Matthew on the sideline screaming at his players. You had 
Patrick Mahomes also talking to his, his receivers like we've seen so many times before in the playoffs. And you just didn't see them drop. You didn't yeah. see that. What you normally see in, the, in the, any other NFL team is that drop of the head and the inevitability of what's going to happen. We saw it later on from the Niners, but... I think we do more... This was more, a defining point, I think. We're more likely to see it with an offense saying, you know, we can, we're can we still in this. One big mm-hmm. play is going to change it for us. When it's a defense who's having real trouble, that's when heads really start to drop. When you're going, we're just getting scored on. There's nothing we can do. We're just getting scored on. Yeah. And it's also the fact that anyone around, if you're going to have one guy who knows that one play can change it, you're going to be looking at Mahomes going, yeah, no, do you know what? One play is going to change it. So... Well, that's what they all said, isn't it, Mm. after the game, was that we knew that we had the guy to actually turn it around. Yeah. Okay, so we come off that punt. They haven't taken nearly enough time off the clock, so we then get a 10-play series from Kansas City. We're at the Kansas City 35-yard line. It's second down, and San Fran just win a challenge that Hill didn't catch the ball when the uh, ref said he did. So it's now third and 15. Mahomes is currently right, just to put this in perspective, 19 of 32 for 181 yards and two interceptions. And Kansas City dialed up the same play they did against the Pats in the AFC Championship game last year, uh, where he drops back to the 22 before launching up to Tyreek Hill, who's ready to catch it at the Niners' 23-yard line. It was, can we agree, the player of the game? The one that absolutely yep. busted open the, the 49ers? Yes. Dave? Sure. Thanks. <laughs> then there's a third down defensive pass difference on Tavarius Moore, who we've got the uh, second interception on uh, Travis Kelsey and then of course after that you get the touchdown in there um, by Travis Kelsey mm-hmm. and it's 20-17 uh, to 17 now yep. it's all falling apart for the Niners but they still have every opportunity to still win this game and what they do they go and punt it again don't they so a first down for most it gets five yards two incompletions again for Jimmy G That, that that's the drive that really infuriated me yeah yeah because that yeah. five five yards on the on the first play, and you're like, great, do that again, do it again, yeah. <laughs> because you run a bit more time off the clock, and you've got poten- real potential to, if not make the first down, get what two three yards you'd expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so you're in third and short. Anyone run it again, so anyone yeah. who doesn't know, put it into concept. You get forty seconds per play. Yeah. You run the clock, and what you essentially get is um, your first down. Then you throw it, it's incomplete, the clock stops. Yep. So you're losing 40 yeah. seconds off the clock. You then throw it again a second time, clock stops, that's another 40 seconds. So immediately towards the end of a game, towards the end of a Super Bowl, you elect to give up that much time immediately. Yep. Yep. It, it's insane. Added to the fact that I think it was a better chance for them to get another first down and then another first down just because... I just think that they'd already built up the expectations from the Chiefs that they were gonna pass it on mm-hmm. second and third down because of what they'd done on the couple of drives before that. It's signposted it through the rest of the game. Yeah, even, even yeah. the even the touchdown drive that they had bit, um, earlier on in in that half, they'd done the same thing. They were passing it. Yeah. Just, they took just over a minute off the clock mm-hmm. with that that drive, just a three and out. Um, I mean, and a then, three and out with a minute on. I mean, it, it, it's criminal. Yeah. It's utterly criminal but that's the thing if you run it like you were saying effectively two more times yeah. and don't make the first down at least you've done another minute minute and ten seconds well, off the clock minute, you've done a minute and a half yeah. easily because you're going to be literally punting yeah. with a second left yeah, hmm. yeah it's insane or you take a five yard penalty just take it all the way down to the yeah. to nothing Yeah, five yards on a punt isn't that much of a difference if you get a good good kick no and with their offensive line and their fullback acting as uh, Juszczyk acting as an offensive player 
and Kittle acting as a offensive lineman as well, you, the chances are within two rushes you're going to make five yards. Yep. You're going to do a two and a three at least, mm-hmm. which then you're going to get another third, first down. And we're sitting here talking about how great the 49ers were and winning their Super Bowl. So. If they'd been playing the way they've been playing the rest of the season, but mm-hmm. they weren't playing that no, way. No. They were using Kittle in pass protection. Not on the line. He was backing yeah. up and standing yeah. next to Garoppolo on most of the plays. Yeah. So it only takes um, seven plays after that. Four passes in a row for Mahomes, including Sam Watkins torching Sherman for 38 yards, which took him from midfield down to the San Francisco 10-yard line. And then Damon Williams ran in uh, third and five to give the Chiefs the lead, 24-20. to 20. But even then, right? Even then, the 49ers have got a chance. They've got the ball back. They've got, what, 2.44 remaining. They've got the two-minute warning and all three timeouts in their pocket as well. Um, their first play, Raheem Mostert, remember him, he gets 17 yards on the ground. Okay, And then a couple of play-action passes later to Kittle and uh, Bourne gets them mid- to midfield. They then try two passes. One is batted down by Chris Jones, who's in triple coverage, by the way, on the line. Um, and the third down is a bomb to Sanders that didn't drop in time. Which, if he makes it, mm-hmm. it's, it's the Super Bowl and you look amazing. But yeah. it just kept sailing and sailing yeah. and sailing and just didn't come down. And Sanders isn't the quickest guy in the world. He wasn't the quickest guy when he was at the Steelers. Yes, and that was 10 years ago? That was before he went to the Broncos. Yeah, so, that's literally yeah. like a decade ago. So why are you throwing... I mean, Debo, you'd have a chance, I think, maybe. Yeah. I he's think, quicker. Mm-hmm. Well, Kend- well, Kendrick was not the quickest, but he's got the range. Yeah, he's got the range. It happened yeah. a couple of times at that end of the field where the ball sailed over the head. And I can't remember who... I think it was um, uh, Damian Williams who ran into the end zone as the ball was thrown over his head by Mahomes. He just didn't pick it up. He looked up in the air. The ball was right there to be seen. It didn't pick it up. There was no reaction to try and catch it or anything. And mm. Mahomes went nuts. And that was at the same end of the field. Yeah. Where Sanders again looked at, didn't see it. So whether it was something to do with lights or something to that, I don't know. I'm but, not convinced he was he was there though either. Well, I, I, was, I agree. If he'd have saw it, yeah. I don't think he would have yeah. caught it. But there was no real attempt. Mm to go for it if you know what I mean I just don't think he picked it up so there might have been something to do with lights or anything well, let's be honest Dolphins players haven't caught passes all bloody season so <laughs> we just, we're, we're, now we're just making an excuse for them <laughs> yeah. maybe yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah I mean, there were a couple of things wrong with that that pass first of all it's probably the wrong person to throw it to yeah. second of all I don't I, although I like being aggressive Doing that on what was it third and ten or whatever it was maybe wasn't the the right call. No, when you're picking up yardage, no, no, that's a second down it. play. That's exactly yeah, what yeah, yeah, yeah. Second yeah. and short, go for it. Yeah, Leaving if you're going third and ten, you're looking you're looking for Kittle really. Yeah, or to get to the sticks, on the but he's still yeah, back he's in there. pass protection. Yeah, and then the other problem is it's on Garoppolo this pass because the, you've got to throw it. If anything, it's got to go short because you've got to give the receiver a chance to pick up pass interference on it or something. Mm. You know, you've got to give him a chance to get something out of that play yeah. and if you've thrown it too long what's he going to do you know he's going to run so fast so yeah that, that ruins it for them I think that the, the, then, key, the key there was if you go back to the first play of that drive you said yeah. a 17 yard run mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then they immediately went to play action went to play action yeah I mean it worked a couple of times but yeah you know, that's not what you're famous for no uh, and then of course it's fourth down fourth and ten and Frank Clark gets the sack on Jimmy G, spins him around a little bit, and uh, yeah, so they turn it over on downs. And then Kansas City, just to rub it in, two plays later, <laughs> um, they oh, take oh. over opposite the 42-yard line. Almost apologetically. Yeah, I mean, Williams has a four-yard run, but all they've got to do now, the San Francisco 49ers, is stop a first down. 
This is now trusting your See, defense that's to stop. All they've got to do. That's still quite. Well, it's the only task they have now. No, I know. But it's still, that's still quite a job. <laughs> no, it's not easy. It's not easy. It's but still, you're not I expecting think, the Kansas City Chiefs to start running it now, are you? So, well, I, I would say they are going to start running it now, and you probably should expect that. It's certainly no, on like think, the first and second down. Anyone who anyone who's watched the NFL at any point this season is is expecting the 49ers to run the ball because that's no, the, the Chiefs, Chiefs the Chiefs, to run the ball because that's what they've done on third downs constantly all season. No, but this is about. Them trying to run time to off get the clock. A first down, yeah. So you would, I would have thought, given first well, down, run yeah. four yards. Second down, I'm still expecting them to run the ball. Yeah, yeah, because they got four yards on that first down yeah. from Williams, and then the second down, he just manages to break the edge, doesn't yeah. he? And then, and that's what the side. That's what I mean. That's what's criminal about it is because they must have been expecting him to be running it again. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. You, you, you absolutely have yeah. to. You have to expect the Chiefs to run it. Because they'd be stupid not to run it, and we've been saying that about the 49ers yeah. for not running yeah. it. 100%. So, 38 yards into the end zone. It's now an 11 point game. And uh, yeah, that's basically all she wrote. Obviously, the Fortnite's got the ball back again. Two pass attempts after the touchback. And Kendall Fuller gets the interception over Debo Samuel to kill the game. But then, of course, I mean, it's just hell marrying it at that point. You know, yeah, they, it's a they've, they've run out of all kind of ideas. They just, like, just run and try and catch the ball. Um, Kansas City just down it to, mm-hmm. to ice the game in the end. Uh, and there we go. Patrick Mahomes gets the MVP. That's so. what I was going to ask about. Is that deserved? No, of course it is. Mm, I agree with you. No. Why? Um, Damon, who won, who won Damon the game? Williams. Damon Williams. Damon Williams. If yeah. they ever give it to a running back, which they never Yeah, do. well, this is the thing. Well, have. Terrell Davis got the uh, win for the Broncos. Okay, that's ever such a long time ago, Jim. <laughs> yeah. That was 1999. Yeah, he had three touchdowns. And he has no, to I'm be just saying, better that was, than the quarterback. That was in 99. Well, he was better than the quarterback. No, he wasn't. And he scored... What the the two he scored the two, two touchdowns, touchdowns yeah. that won the game and well constantly... the last one didn't really win the game did it it was well, you know it it just to get a first down they could have got a first down Dave and just iced the clock okay so was Mahomes impressive during this game yes uh, in in part yes okay take away the first fourth quarter which I agree yeah. was brilliant what can you take away when he scored twenty one points uh, I think in there the were in parts quarters. the first quarter yeah second I probably he was such a disappointment in this game I think he was disappointing and I'm yeah. agreeing I, I but I do think there were parts where he was good yes but I don't think it was consistent I just think it was inevitable he was going to get it's it his first yeah. Super Bowl I'm, so I'm not saying that... do you want to hold his hand. I'm no, not, I'm just saying. I'm not it's, saying you're, you're 24 years old, damn it. I couldn't give a toss. You know no, I'm no, not looking there going, who's right, the youngest player? Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the youngest player, let yeah. me give it to him. I couldn't give it. I honestly it's not about the youngest care. player. I'm just well, saying. you just said his age. No, I'm trying to there. tell you why he was nervous. Because you would I be nervous. Well, you know, you would, but he's, but he's, he's a human being. Yeah. Everyone on that field was nervous. Exactly. Not give them all Especially the your first one. I think I think this just goes to say that that it's almost become inevitable that the quarterback is going to be the Super Bowl MVP regardless of really what goes on in the Didn't game Edelman win it last year the vast majority of the time who cares what happened last year the though? vast so majority bad. of the time <laughs> it's going to be an offensive player last defensive player yeah. to win it was Von Miller and that's mm-hmm. because he had a strip, a strip sack fumble a strip recovery, fumble recovery and touchdown. a touchdown <laughs> yep and he made had about four or five sacks and yeah but, but Malcolm Smith won it when the the um, Seahawks beat you yeah, that's what I'm the saying. Linebacker just got the linebacker who's got the last one. The last, yeah, but he oh, also I'm got saying, strip sacks in recent well. memory. You know. He also got strip sacks as well. But yeah. the vast majority of the time, it is an offensive player. Yes. And the vast majority of the time, it's the most popular player on the team. And this time, it's Mahomes. I don't think he deserves it, though. I think there were some defining plays in the game, and they all come from Mahomes. Damien Brexit, Williams, Brexit has proven Damien that Williams, works listen, two to one Damien Williams yeah, just did not change the game for the Chiefs. If you take did. away, if you take out Mahomes and you put in just Damon Williams, 
he doesn't score those touchdowns. He doesn't put him in position to score those those plays. But then that goes to say that any quarterback is going to win. Oh, I put Matt Moore in there then. Does okay. Damian Williams? No, no, I'm win saying that any quarterback is going to win it, win the MVP then, pretty much because not any, not any. I think if they if the 49ers no if the 49ers would run it like they did against the Packers, you'd have given it to Raheem Mostert for scoring four touchdowns or whatever it was. Well, yeah, anyone who scores four rushing You couldn't give it to Jimmy Garoppolo for only throwing eight passes and completing six of them. Okay. So, so that's how it would work in the Super Bowl. They don't just give it to the quarterback. Well, most of the time they do. Yeah, but they, no, but they don't. I just told you, Edelman got yeah, it. We do. talked about Von Miller. We talked about Malcolm Smith. Right. And all of the other years, the vast majority of the time, it's been the quarterback <laughs> who's got it. The reason Edelman got it last year is because it was such a bad game. Yeah, it was a bad and game. And no team on the losing side was a good game, and, the, and the, the back-breaking play was Mahomes' launch ball to Tyreek Hill. Nothing to do with Damon Williams. Right. Damon Williams had a great game. If you look at stats, if you don't look at the game and what happened there, then yes, Damon Williams is a fine you candidate for getting say, MVP. Then why is there so much noise about people going, why did Mahomes get the MVP? Mm. Because they look at the numbers. Ordinary. Because it's Rubbish. not about numbers. Rubbish. Yeah, but that's not. But then, but, there were, but then there are moments in the game where he looked terrible. So Like the two interceptions that he did. One of them was a blind one interception. Of them, the first one was the terrible, right? The second oh, one was, was a, a bounce up off a hand. Okay, and if it had been a better throw, fault. if it had been a better throw, then Hill would have caught it. Yeah, okay. If your aunt had balls, she'd be your uncle, wouldn't she? She would. I don't know she's not. She might well be. <laughs> you don't know Again, that. again, all right, you can't throw a perfect ball every time. He threw it in the area of Tariq Hill. Tariq Hill is the quickest guy in the NFL. Doesn't mean he's right? got good hands. So leading him is not easy. Leading him is not easy, especially when you're under that kind of pressure with that four-man front, all right? That's Just saying, I don't think he played that badly. He played under some of what he's played already this season, but that fourth quarter showed exactly what Mahomes is. Yeah. He's box office, and he won the game for them. Okay. I would say he had several moments that put them in the position to allow them to win it, but Damian Williams was the guy who punched it in. On two of them. Okay, and how many touchdown throws did Mahomes throw? Mahomes ran in the first one himself. We didn't even talk about that play. But he ran the ball in himself for the first touchdown. Right, how many touchdown throws did he throw? One. So, therefore... Two. He threw two, two. yeah. All right, so he had two and a rushing touchdown, which that rushing touchdown was more to do with the fact that his line cleared space for him as much as anything else. I just don't particularly (laughs) see... He still took a hit on the way into the end zone. He took a lot of hits in this game as well. It's a contact sport. He had four sacks in this game. He's taking pressures all over the place. Nick Bosa had double-digit pressures in this game. Great. He was holding onto the ball too long as well then. You just proved him up even more. It wasn't even that. It was. I genuinely don't think he should have got MVP, but he did, so... (laughs) He was the difference in this game. Jimmy Garoppolo didn't manage to pull back the 49ers from being in the lead from most of it. Mahomes made the difference and he was the reason the Chiefs won the game. Okay. Says I'm a homosexual. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Say what you like, but you know, that's how I feel. Two to one. <laughs> yeah. Damien Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're just going to edit this out later on, you know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so there we go. That was Super Bowl 54, the 100th season of the NFL. Um, I think it was a great game. Yep. Uh, two, two worthy teams to be in there. And of course, the betting already is that the Chiefs are going to make the Super Bowl next year. Yeah, that's nonsense. Yeah, I mean, everyone said the Rams are going to make it this year, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Nothing's guaranteed in this world. Nothing is guaranteed. There's going to be loads of changes. Apart from the Bengals being. Oh, terrible. Oh, terrible. And the Browns. Awful. (laughs) Putting Kevin Stefanski in, that's Bush League. Also, Eric Bienemy, right? He wins the Super Bowl as the offensive coordinator. Yeah. That's going to be another kick in the teeth, isn't it, for anyone that didn't take him on? Or do you think when someone's. Fired the head coach after five games next season. They'll be uh, battering a path to his door. 
Um, so Eric Bieniemy has won one Super Bowl with the most talented quarterback in the league. Right? Oh, so he's the most talented. Okay, right. no, no, he, he's definitely the most talented quarterback in the league. That doesn't mean to say he should have won the MVP. That's a different matter. We've gone over that. Let's let's carry on. Hmm. So he's won one Super Bowl. What about our friend in uh, New England? Now, as a as a Broncos fan, you're obviously not going to hear any anything from me saying he should get another job. I mean, obviously he turned down the Colts as well, but yeah. It, that argument is dwarfed by the fact he's won what five, six Super Bowls now. Possibly, so, yeah. He certainly burnt some bridges as well. Oh, without mm. any shadow of a doubt. I think Bienemy's he's got a clean slate. If you're Bienemy and you're, would you rather go and be a head coach somewhere where there's going to be trouble? Because anywhere you're taking over a head coach, there is most of the time there's trouble. Or would you rather sit there with Mahomes being offensive coordinator, winning Super Bowl after Super Bowl? <laughs> what would you rather do? Genuine question. Would you rather be offensive mm. coordinator with the Chiefs or go and be head coach somewhere else where you might only be there for a year? You, just, you never know if you're going to get that call, though. Well, he hasn't, obviously. No, but if you do get the call, then okay, you've got yeah. to take it, I think. Uh, yeah, I guess, you probably, I guess you probably do, but it it would be it's much, a risk. Much yeah, yeah, it would be a risky call, though. Because he could do it and then fail miserably and you then you do he... it and end up at the Lions or something like that no. and just yeah I mean no one's going to have success at the Lions I mean a lot of it does depend on the job mm-hmm. but yep. for me it's no it's, it's not exactly a hardship staying with the Chiefs and being an offensive coordinator I no mean, no yeah as far as it goes it's like going uh, you know what one supermodel one supermodel's dropped me I'll stay with the one I've got it's, mm. it's not a big deal just thinking back at the game just just briefly, I was kind of surprised at how much the 49ers tried to go toe-to-toe with what, how the Chiefs played and got out of how they play. Mm. It, it just really baffled me why they, they put the ball so much on Jimmy Garoppolo. I like Jimmy Garoppolo going into this game. Mm. I've, I've seen him be cool and collected and you know make the right pass and Kyle Shanahan has kept the offense moving. He's kept defenses off balance so it allows Jimmy G to make those throws. But they didn't seem to put the, the groundwork in first to to allow them to play their natural game. It just mm. felt really strange to me watching it that it, they weren't running those plays they're supposed to run. It's difficult. And I suppose you probably get away from remembering that experience-wise in terms of playing time, they're, they're probably not a million miles away from each other, Mahomes and Garoppolo. No. I think maybe three years in, in mm. age. No, no, no. As in... I think Garoppolo's nearly thirty, isn't he? I meant more about in terms of oh, I it was in, like twenty-seven. In terms of actually playing time, though, yeah. Given the age difference between yeah. them, they're actually not that far away from in terms of number of games. I mean, yeah, he was on the bench for a few years yeah. in in New yeah. England, and so. then he had a season out, mostly out. Yeah, I mean the whole the whole thing of Garoppolo's got two rings and that. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, such, well, a, yeah. that's such a nonsense. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, I mean, he was there. <laughs> yeah, I mean the fact is, it's. It's two talented quarterbacks. One you lean on and one you don't. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't the way the game was approached. Um, but no, I think you're right. I think Garoppolo and Mahomes are relatively similar in terms of how much league experience they've got. They're both essentially yep. second-year quarterback. The worry that I saw for the Chiefs going into this game was that they were going to have to try and play like the Niners because the Niners were going to take the ball away. They were going to slow the game down. Long, penetrating drives. Um, keep Mahomes off the field. And... Uh, and then the the Chiefs defense wouldn't be able to slow them down enough to keep that from from just being just a slow and run I to the other that, end zone. But somewhat the opposite. I thought they'd run the clock down massively and just limit the amount of time the Chiefs have on the ball. Yeah. So 
rather than slowing the game down and making it about I mean I'm, I think we're saying the same thing yeah, we're, yeah. Edge. I think just massively reducing the amount of um, possession time they have but yeah. as it turned out the Chiefs had 33 minutes yeah more time yeah. Um, and 49ers had 26 Six, 27 yeah. minutes mm-hmm. I mean going into the game mm. you absolutely would not have thought that the Chiefs would have more time in possession no you absolutely wouldn't have thought it no, it just that the 49ers changed their game to try and keep up with the Chiefs, thinking, well, they're going to score on us, so we might as well Utterly throw the bizarre. ball more. And yeah, yeah, you're right. It just It's the same way that the Titans play. I don't know why the yeah. Chiefs get them in. It must be something about the panic about how many points they can put up. Yeah. That they just get into this kind of mentality where we need to change something here because maybe it didn't help that they hadn't faced each other in the, in the league before that. Maybe. Sometimes if you play the team once, you get a handle on yeah. kind of what to do. Uh, except if you're the Packers but you know um, sometimes that really does help I think that the, the Patriots didn't manage to play the, the Titans before the playoff game and so they weren't ready for that and the Ravens hadn't played the Titans before so they weren't ready for that kind of smack in the yeah, face it's, it's not as though game tape's not out there no I know but there must be something going on there where they're just not ready for a certain aspect of the play or they're just expecting that Maybe they're overthinking it. Maybe they were just like, well, we need to do this and this away from what they're expecting us to do. Yeah, probably getting too clever for themselves, effectively. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's how it felt. That they the kind opportunity of again, I think they just out, ran out-schemed yeah. their, themselves, yeah. you know. Mm. But yeah, great game. And uh, yeah, we get to move on now and, and start looking at the draft. Uh, we'll be doing some podcasts, obviously, moving forwards into that. So thanks very much for joining us again. No worries, yeah. Hopefully we'll get you back and we'll get you uh, scouting out some of these uh, these skill position groups. I mean, God knows you need a receiver or two, don't you? Uh, probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we probably won't get any mind, but yeah, we. Um, yeah, well, no, what are you hoping for in the draft, actually? No, no, we're just going to talk about it quickly. Um, yeah, some speed at wide receiver. But JJ, I think I went third. <laughs> yes. I don't think he's the speed option answer, though. Right. I think he's more of the Alshon Jeffrey Mark II. Mm. Option. Well, you're getting rid of Jeffrey this year, aren't you? Because mm. this was this was the final year of his bumper yeah. deal, where he was on like sort of yeah. eight or nine million or something stupid like that. Yeah. So I think he was, yeah, I think he was the plan for a, a, a similar body to big to body wide receiver yeah, yeah. who can hold in possession. Yeah, um, and I think I think probably like a lot of teams, we need more pressure off the edge. Really, something on the I think our defensive line is good, but I don't think we get enough productivity in terms of like sacks and things you like that you pay a lot of money to some of those players don't you like Fletcher yeah. Cox yeah. and yeah, I think Fletcher Graham. Cox is definitely worth it though he is oh, yeah. but he does get injured a lot as well I mean how many years do you think he's got left in him Um, probably a couple yeah yeah but it's nice to get someone in isn't it to understudy yeah while you're waiting for yeah. that to come through yeah. to play alongside yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Mm. I think that's the yeah. You think you're right. There's the two players I'd probably target if I was the Eagles. Yeah, so wide receiver and defensive line. Yeah. Yeah. You got Deshaun what? Uh, Deshaun what? <laughs> Deshaun Jackson. He wishes. <laughs> no, I do not. Uh, <laughs> what? No, I'm quite happy with you take the quarterback. Yeah, yeah, camera. I'm quite happy with the quarterback. Yeah, right. thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you. Well, that's fine. You. I mean, <laughs> I, I love one. That's why he takes Drew Lock. Yeah, no, exactly. We've had um, this conversation as well. <laughs> um, what was your question? Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. Yes, I think so. Um, Jeffrey's on 15.4 million mm-hmm. next year. Yep. That's more than Sammy Watkins at the Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then there's a big drop off. Uh, Fletcher Cox on 22. Yeah. 22 million. 
So yeah, you've got a lot of thing is there was um, the new uh, Cap, Cap Space, Space yeah. came out. Yeah, we've got quite a lot now, haven't we? Out of, out of nowhere, which was weird uh, because well, this no. time last year we had like. Next to none. Minus almost. Yes. Yeah. Well, one of the big uh, issues that you had is you lost a lot of the dead cap space that um, was potentially being taken up by foals because mm-hmm. the fifth year option counted towards your cap space, which meant you were in negatives, basically. Yeah. And you also lost a lot of your second line, defensive line players. Mm-hmm. Um, it was expected the cap was going to go between 199 and 201, so that would be 200 million then. Mm-hmm. And it's expected to be about 208 million now. Um, and there's three teams... Uh, quick pop quiz: Three teams over the cap for next season. Oh, I knew that. I knew one of these. <laughs> it's got to be the Rams because we talked about. Yeah. That. Nope. What? No. no. Rams. Rams go big um, when they have to re-sign players because oh, you've got players they, yeah, like okay. yeah, you've got players mm-hmm. like Cooper Cup who's on fifty grand or something yeah, bloody yeah. ridiculous. Oh yeah, so the Cowboys are right? going. To, no, Cowboys are seventh lowest. Oh, they've got so. The well, they've got is, to pay everyone now. They, yeah, they haven't signed everyone no, yet. Yeah, yeah they've they got will. Yeah, they haven't signed everyone yet. I feel, um, I feel like there was talk about one of them, but it's not. So one of the teams is twelve million over next year's cap. Oof. Twelve and a half million over next year's. Please cap. don't let it be the Steelers. Please don't let it no. be the Steelers. <laughs> it's the Vikings. Vikings uh, are twelve okay, yeah, and yeah. a half million over already. Yes. They didn't sign anyone yet. It's because they should paying Kirk Cousins far too much. <laughs> and I will put money on it that Stefan Diggs ain't going to be there next season. Um, no. Second is the Steelers who are about two and a half million over. Third is the Jags who are 1.5 million over. Right. Most okay. of the Jags have died. Problem is they can't get rid of Foles because it's all dead cap money. That doesn't sound right that the Steelers are two million over next year's cap already. Yeah, but you're going to be losing Artie Burns and that's a big chunk of it already. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. we can lose Artie Burns any day. Um, but you've been, able to, yeah, you've been able to plug um, a lot of salary in because last season you didn't really have to contend with Roethlisberger uh, money because that would have been on IR and it wouldn't have counted towards your cap. Now yep. it's come off. It, the the picture looks worse than it is, but it's not really. Yeah, I think they can they can always jiggle stuff around, can't they? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so for you guys, not not even an issue. Two million over, not even an issue. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, big sort of bigger problems for the Vikings, really. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Doesn't get any easier for the Vikings, does it? They had none of their stars who really have to resign. Let's be honest, they could probably get rid of someone like Javier Rhodes and. Yeah. have a good free agency just yeah. in that one move yeah, pick up a corner can't they mm. okay well there we go I think we're going to take a week off next week guys just yep. because we've been going well me and Dave have been going at it yeah. <laughs> pretty constantly oh, through the playoffs whoa, whoa. Me, me and Dave have been going at it pause, pause. <laughs> that's a bit rough no homo <laughs> <laughs> as they say in battle rap a me too movement going here <laughs> <laughs> you too uh, right so yeah we're going to take a week off uh, come back in two weeks time we'll start talking about the draft but until then... We'll have a proper good season review of them as well. I oh, yeah, we'll have a sit-down. Maybe we'll get some of the other guys in as well. You never know. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I can't promise we'll anything. See. Mythical <laughs> beings. <Yeah. laughs> we'll have a unicorn here before that. This, anyway. this is now called Jim and the... <laughs> That's it. Yeah, we'll have to workshop a new name, I think. <laughs> but until then, I've been Jim. That's been Denver Dave. That's been Philly Sign. Thank you so much for listening. 